Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, what an event it was. The Safari Rally returning to the World Rally Championship for the first time since 2002. It was probably the most hotly anticipated new event on the calendar that we've had for decades, genuinely for decades. A little bit of uncertainty, we were due to go there last year, but sadly, COVID, well put, paid to that one. And do you know what, in the build up to this event, it was on, it was off, it was on, it was off. But the Kenyans never, ever doubted that it was going to happen. The other man who never doubted that it was going to happen was Jean Tot, and he has to take a lot of praise for his determination to see top-level rallying returning to the challenges of Kenya. On top of that, there was massive support from the local government, from President Kenyatta himself, who basically put his name behind the event, put the force of his influence behind the event and made sure that it happened. And my goodness me, it happened, and it happened brilliantly. We didn't really know what to expect it was a cracker, wasn't it? So, in this special edition of Spin the Rally Pod, we catch up with some of the characters that helped make the Safari Rally Kenya the remarkable success that it was. Well, who better to kick off this special edition of Spin the Rally Pod with than the man who's done more safaris, I would say, than almost anyone else, and who was very much... Dirtfish's voice on the ground during the event. It's our very own George Donaldson. George, you've had a few days now to reflect on what was the Safari Rally 2021. What are your thoughts? What are your main views, thoughts, memories, highlights of the... Well, you've had two weeks in Kenya. Yeah, well, I've been doing the freight in and the freight out for some of the teams so I've had uh, I've had uh, dual dual perspectives here, uh, Colin. Actually, it's probably a troika of of perspectives because I come <laughs> as a, I come as an old rally fan as well, uh, a bit of a Lisa here, you know, um, and and I spoke to all my my old Kenyan friends and I've made lots and lots of new ones, um, which is fantastic. Um, so many really really great guys working on the rally, uh, working around the rally as well professionally, and they've all been just fantastic. So. Uh, I'm I'm off out for uh, for a wee bit of a, a snack with them at lunchtime, and then a snack with some more this evening, and then I'm on a flight out. But my impressions of the rally are, um, the the country has got a lot busier since I've, since since 2002, and a tremendous amount busier since I first came in 1986. Uh, Nairobi has vastly changed in the last 20 years. It is now a gridlocked city non-functional as far as I'm concerned because I don't like that traffic. <laughs> yeah, 55 minutes to do 1,200 metres on the main highway. 
on the main highway, the main arterial highway. That's pretty, pretty catastrophic. But the rally is based up in Naivasha, and Naivasha was a fabulous host area, sitting there on the bottom of the Rift Valley. As you drive up there, Colin, you, you climb up to nearly 10,000 feet out of Nairobi. You're starting at 5,500 feet. You go up to nearly 10,000 feet, just a few hundred feet short of that. Uh, look, and there's Rift Valley viewpoints, and you overlook the Rift Valley. You know the Afri Great African Rift Valley? Well, this is only a little part of it, but it looks like you're seeing the whole thing. It is spectacular. You're a mile above the, the, the valley floor. It's like a grand canyon, but down there it's all fields and vegetation down the hillsides. It starts off, you're up there in the pine forests at the top. At 10,000 wow. feet, it's pine forest. You look like you're in Finland or, or the north of Scotland, honestly. And then you, you look down and then you can see the fields and then finally you're down over the savannah, over the veldt and out and out to Longinok Crater, Longinok Volcano, which is a classic volcano with this crater. And the stages back onto the north side of that and that runs down into Lake Naivasha and about 40 kilometres north of that, then there's Lake Elementaita and that's where the rally's based, down there on the floor of the Great African Rift Valley. Wow. Wow, you can yeah. tell I love I this place. Wow, just yeah. wow. And the event was gobsmackingly amazing. Yeah. They, these guys got it absolutely right. They really did. They gave yeah, us and a it fantastic looked, George, event. It did, it, did, it did look absolutely spectacular. Uh, okay, you know, we, we've all heard the stories about safari rallies of old and the incredible uh, length of those rallies, the incredible challenge of those rallies. Uh, it, you know, it, it was different. For sure it was different this time around, but we did get some amazing vistas. We got some amazing pictures. We saw some amazing video. And we got drama. We got drama and action aplenty. And, you know, the, the, the argument I make, those, those people who are saying, well, you know, it's, it's not worthy of the name Safari, um, that's absolute tosh and nonsense. Uh, you know, you, you could just as well argue, if you're going to make that argument, you'd have to argue that rallying isn't worthy uh -huh. of the name rally because things yeah, well, have changed. And in the modern yeah. context, absolutely, Colin. Safari, yeah, I mean, was, safari was the challenge that it always has been. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, obviously, Sebastian Rogier went on to win it. Thoroughly deserving. Thoroughly deserving to have his name on the Safari Rally Trophy. Absolutely, because it was a condensed Safari Rally. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to insist it's still called Safari Rally because it had all the same ingredients in a condensed and in, in many ways more difficult format. You know what, Colin, I'll tell you this. It's more difficult than it used to be. The challenges are different <laughs> and some parts of it, they are actually more difficult than the old Safari Rally. It's more difficult. Why is that, George? It's more difficult in that in the old Safari Rally, you could have had a problem for 20 minutes and come back in one because it was so yeah. long. You can't do that now. So you've got to be more careful. That's more difficult. Yeah, the roads were narrower, still high speed, but narrower and softer. There was a lot more fesh fesh in it. You know, as I, I, I just, I just tended to call that. So that's the black volcanic dust, the, the talcum powder, the the cement dust that we demonstrated ably in some of our previews. Um, I didn't like your goldfish preview. I thought that was absolute nonsense. If you do that, <laughs> if you do that again, I'll be leaving dirtfish. Okay, that was nonsense. Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was not. There was nothing good about we, it. it was we, we tried. We you tried. did try. It was a good effort. Okay, I'll give you that. It was a good effort. But anyway, the uh, but no. Honestly, I think it was a really difficult challenge. And, and when I first looked at it, I went when I went round the whole route pretty well, as you know, and. Um, uh, I thought this is this is this is going to destroy the cars. I, I think the guys are going to have to be super careful. So, 
when I first saw it, I was scared. I thought, oh God, we're going to get condemned. We're going to lose this rally because everyone's going to think it's too difficult. And the drivers just encompassed all the challenges and they dealt with them. You know, Ot Tanak drove very close to the perfect rally, as did, as <laughs> did, uh, in fact, he probably did, initially did a better job than Seb Ogier in many ways. Yeah. Because he didn't bid George, his car. can I tell you something? Yeah. Can I stop you there and tell yes. you something? I, I've got into a lot of trouble. I, I gave Oit Tanak six out of ten in my driver oh, ratings. Oh, very, very which, wrong. You know, he, looked, he was easily a nine. Very wrong. No, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I wouldn't say it was a nine, but uh, yeah. because I don't quite think he got into it. I don't think he did. I thought some of his comments, he sounded a, a little bit down as if things weren't quite going his way. And perhaps I read too much into that and didn't look enough into the quality of the yeah. disciplined performance from Tanak. No, no. I agree with you. And uh, and I make an apology, a public apology to Oit for, yeah, good, for I, perhaps not being quite generous well, enough. You're, you're, you know, you, you, you're there to exercise an opinion, Colin, and, and it's good that you yeah, do, but it's it. great that you're happy to change it. And David also, David oh. was saying this was not a safari rally. At the end of it, he changed his opinion too. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have to change Josh, my opinion the... on anything because I was always correct. <laughs> you, you're never wrong, Josh. You're never wrong. Well, here's indeed. the other thing. You, you talk about the, the fear that it would be a, a car-breaking rally and yes. none of the cars would survive because what we saw in the past were cars that were heavily modified to deal with the demands yes. of safari. Yes. Do you know what I think? I think this rally showed is just how strong those cars are. Yes, we have to obviously make exception for yeah. the fragility in the Hyundai suspension, but... Do you know what? That, that, that is a, an issue, that's, that's almost a, a crisis. That is a separate issue. That's happening everywhere. So it's that's a separate not, issue. That's you know, you look at the M Sport cars. Yeah, perfect, the M Sport cars. Perfect cars. Hardly, hardly a problem all weekend. Yeah. You look at yeah. the Toyotas, one or two small issues. I remember Takasan had a problem with a whole radiator, yeah, but which that was brilliantly yeah, caught. That, that, yeah, uh, you know, that, right place, right time, Colin. But again, we'd figured yeah, it out but, right. But, you know, but, but the two things here, the cars are remarkably strong. And the drivers are remarkably adaptable because, yes. you know, we did talk a lot about this European mentality and the need to change the mentality to an African mentality. And, OK, there were one or two obvious <laughs> mistakes and, and perhaps yeah. the most glaringly obvious was Elvin Evans with that, you know, unadvisable nibble at the apex, not knowing what was yeah. in that corner. Yeah. That was an absolute de to, demonstration to be honest, of, Colin, of the European to, to, mentality. To be, to be really honest, to, to, coin, uh, to coin Elfin's uh, often said statement, um, when you're driving in that fish fish, and, 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 and this also applies to, you know, when we saw Sebastian Ogier being so wild at the start of that stage? Yeah, stage he, three, he, yeah. He wasn't being wild. I know it looks like he was going crazy. He, he, he was, okay, he was wild, but he wasn't being crazy. What was happened there was that was his first experience of fesh fesh in a 440 horsepower rally car or whatever it has. At speed, you're quite right. And the it, first and stage it, was quite it, the slow stuff, twisting. The stuff yeah. pulls the car all over the place. So right. that was the first three fast open corners. I mean, that all happened in the first kilometre of the stage. He felt his way out, and it was an open road where he had the room to go up on the banks. It wasn't anything catastrophic. And I, to be honest, I don't think that's what broke his rear shock absorber. That, that, what, what we saw there, I don't think it did, because he, he drove a lot of the stage at, at high speed before he started to get the problem. Um, and, and that type of failure would happen very, very quickly. When, it, when that gets damaged, it's just instantly nothing. So I don't think that's... But, but that was just the fetch fetch pulling the car around. And, mm. and yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it, it was interesting. I thought the whole thing was, was really interesting. Interesting and brilliant, and absolutely mm. brilliant. But, you know, I, I think we have to absolutely give credit to, to the guys that have organised that event, George, because uh, you know, for a long time it was very much in doubt. Would it happen? Yeah. Wouldn't it yeah. happen? 
Uh, can it happen? You know, have it they was... got the ability to put on this event? Yeah. My goodness me, they did. And, and yeah, there were a lot of people working very, very hard yes. in the background to make sure it was a, a worthy event. But, you know, the organisers did a great job. But for me, my abiding memories, yes, the drama and yes, the tension and, and all of the incidents. But ab above all of that were the fans. Oh, yeah. you know, that, that drive down from Nairobi on when was it? Uh, Thursday evening, was it? I think it was Thursday evening, drive back up, sorry, to Naivasha. Yeah. 80, yeah. 90 kilometres on, on a closed road with tens, probably hundreds of thousands of people coming out to scream at the cars, to see yeah. the cars. It, it was it was astonishing, the joy, the smiles, oh, yeah. the happiness. You know, it was it, yeah. it was incredible. To, and it, it, it was uplifting, George. It was genuinely yeah. uplifting well, Colin, to see that sort of reaction. Of, one of the things when I first came to the rally, you do you do you know you come you're coming to Africa. I mean, when I first came here, it was thirty odd years ago, and you do get a bit culture shocked because you're seeing a very different way of life. You know, especially in Absolutely. the rural settings, it's subsistence existence. Uh, actually, it's. But it's, it, it's quite a, a, a rich subsistence existence. You know, there's lots of produce. Everything grows here. You see people with plots on the side of the road and they're growing vegetables, which they then sell. And, and you know, yeah. nearly, nearly everybody that's got a job in the city also has a shamba. It's a small farm where, 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 where their, their family will live and they will, they will farm that land and the produce is sold at the side of the roads or in the markets. And so, you know, it's, it's a very, very rich country, agriculture. I did talk about that in the, you know, in the preview. It's a gorgeous country with, with, with an abundance of agriculture and an abundance of, of gifts to, to, to the human population. You know, it's, it's very, very rich that way. But uh, the rally was always, you know, but, but that rural setting and, and, you know, there's not been, when, again, when I first came here, there wasn't, a, you know, there was a lot of villages without electricity. You know, there's a well in the village. You know, even the small towns that, you know, some of them had water tanks, some didn't. The people carried water. And, and I, I dare say they still do in many places, you know, rurally. So when you're coming through with, with the rally team and you stop there and you set up for a recce and, you know, you're in the same place for a day, people came running to see you. And, you know, you would be sat there for two or three hours. You never got a minute to, minute's peace because you were chatting to the people all the time. They're so lovely. And, and many of them mm. very, very well educated. I, mean, I remember being yeah. being up just right on the equator, a little village up near Lake Baringo. And the guy I was talking to, he was a primary school teacher. So he'd done his high school education. And he had a year gap year or a gap two years where he had to work as a primary school teacher. And then he was going to the Moy University up in Eldoret, which was paid for by the state because he did this two years of teaching service. And his brother had done the same thing. His brother was four years older than him. He had just gone to Glasgow to do infect to, to study as as a doctor, and he was specialising in infectious diseases, was what, or tropical diseases, whatever it was. And he was doing that in Glasgow. This was somebody from, and, and they were all from this little village. So you know, mm. don't look at it like people are filled with poverty. There is opportunity here, and that there's that it would appear to be a a a, a, a fairly um, meagre existence. Uh, by European standards, but actually there's great opportunity for people, uh, for, for somebody that's clever and studies, and there's great education opportunities. It's all, you know, built into the, yeah. the fabric of society. It's, it's a great country, Kenya. But the biggest thing of all is entertainment, international entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you bring an event yeah. like Safari Rally, the WRC to Kenya, 
Kenya's a proud country with lots of proud people, and, and this is what you know. It's, oh, it's you Africa. This is yeah. this is this is what the country is. You know, it yeah. is like this. We do have we have the big modern glistening city with far too many cars in it, and we have the gorgeous rural setting with all this abundance and agriculture, big farms, small farms, and and you know that the, there's there, people can not work here, but they don't go hungry. You know, they they don't have mm. very much, but they're, but the but they're not hungry. And the, the point being is. We are bringing a fantastic degree of entertainment. Now, I'm not wanting to sound like some, like we're some sort of Hollywood star and it's some magnanimous gift. It's not. It's great for us, but it's also f the people appreciate it and they want it. And you know, Kenya is a great 21st century country, uh, bursting to get out. And bringing the WRC allows that to happen. I had this conversation with with Seb Ogier in the hotel. We were staying in the same hotel uh, just when he first arrived because he said he was a bit concerned about. You know, should we be coming here when you look at, you know, how little people have got? And I, I kind of had this same conversation with him and he, he sort of shrugged his shoulders. But by the end of the rally, I could see by his demeanour and some of his comments that I think he kind of understood what I was saying. People yeah. love rally. People want entertainment. They want to feel part of it. Kenya is a yeah. 21st century country with a, with a strong, educated middle class, people aspiring. And these are the people that, that build the country and make it and bring it forward and bringing a rally to it, it helps the country, you know, and, and showing, does, showing the world, yeah. showing the world just how beautiful and diverse this country is, yeah. is an incredibly wonderful thing to do. It means a lot to yeah. everyone. It's a very exciting thing. It's very inclusive. You know, it, you know it's like being part of a club and, and it, it's a pretty exclusive club and Kenya's part of it. You know, that makes yeah. people and that's feel what we're doing, really, George. really good. Really, yeah. really good. And, and, you know, the Kenyan people, they are unbelievably hospitable. Uh, a, a, yeah. a, proud, a, a proud people, but filled with humility. You know, they, they, they have no... They have, they have, they're not boastful of their existence at all. They are very, very filled with humility. A very, very noble people. And... and they deserve the WRC to be here, and and I'm glad that we got it here. I th I, George, I think that's kind of that's what we're doing, aren't we? You know, with with taking the WRC to to places like Kenya, and and we, you know, I, I think this should be the start of uh, many more great adventures for the WRC because there is an awful lot, as you rightly say, that the WRC can do for its mm -hmm. host countries. And you know, uh, President Kenyatta saying on Sunday evening, we've got now a long-term deal. We're going to see an awful lot more of Kenya, and the more of Kenya. We see the better, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of good will will come out of of, of the WRC uh, being absolutely. there. There's a lot of good will come out of the long-term deal that's done. But but George, um, a final thought, a final yes. thought before I let you head off. You've got things to I do today. We'd, a I final thought we'd just on, getting Kenya. started. I'm ready to go for a couple of hours on this podcast, Colin. Sorry. Well, go on then. What, have you got any points? <laughs> no, no. That you final want, thought. You want to talk final about thought. Then? Uh, oh, I, and now, you know how it works with you and me. You ask me questions and I respond. I'm not that imaginative. <laughs> I've got the passion, but I'm, don't ask me to be some form of editorial um, uh, um, what, what, pointer yeah. or whatever. I'm, although sensor, I do, I, I, pointer, sensor, whatever. I'm not, yeah, whatever. I'm not, yeah, I'm not that. No, you're the man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it, well, I have to say, George, it's, my, 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 my final thought and my final word was for the fans because they were so so magnificently entertaining and, and uplifting. It, it, was, it was joyful. It was absolutely joyful to, to watch the response of the fans. And, and yeah. you know, I, I think the whole WRC community, there was, there was quite a... Uh, you know, in some places, skeleton crews went out there. I know M Sport struggled. I know that the TV production company struggled with numbers out there. Struggled is maybe not the word, but they, they had to work on, 
on reduced numbers. Uh, but, you know, everyone went out there, they embraced the challenge, they embraced the opportunity and they embraced the welcome that they got from the Kenyan people. And, and I, I, I thought it was great. You know, I watched from, from M Sport up in Cumbria and we watched every single minute of the coverage. And uh, do you know what? It was... It was, uh, you know, I thought I'm going to really struggle with this because I desperately, I, I have an absolute passion and a love for Africa. Um, and I've not, you know, been there for, for way, way too many years. And I thought I would really struggle watching it. But, but I didn't. I didn't, A, because we were up in Cumbria and we had access to Malcolm Wilson and to Rich Milner and to the fantastic facilities up there. But also because you could just see, you could see the joy. And, and, and you know, yeah. through the television pictures, we were getting a little bit of that joy, and it, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and it yeah. was it was captivating, and the whole thing was 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 a and great. Every, every ten minutes, I sent you another video. You as kept well. sending me wonderful <laughs> videos, yeah, and, and and I didn't mind those videos. Yeah. In fact, I really enjoyed those videos. So yeah. uh, it was all great. So I, I am now looking forward, George, to to getting back out there next year, and, and who knows? Maybe it'll be a different time of year. Maybe it'll be a slightly different challenge if if they take it in yeah. the wet season. That's something. That one or two people have talked about. Well, that, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. You know, great. So, can I can I give my final thoughts now? I've formed them up now since you were giving yours. Now I've given you a bit of time to think about it, Georgie. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, final thoughts. Of course, multi-layered as usual. Uh, very quickly. First of all, as we've mentioned already, the drivers rose to the challenge and loved it. Give us more, they've said. So, I've had a few thoughts of that, and I'm going to meet the clerk of the course today. And I think what we can do, because the rally is actually around, some, some of the road sections on the gravel used to be stages. And when I looked at the configuration, I thought there's no reason why you couldn't extend those stages out five or 10 kilometers to encompass some of those big wide, you know, I sent you some of the yeah. videos of the older yeah, yeah. roads with the big, the, the, the constructed roads. So we were running on, the, the whole rally ran on farm tracks or tracks through the bush in game parks. The rally used to run on the public roads. Uh, now, they're still there. They can close those roads. They're not busy roads. They're not used now. They're, they're gravel. There's plenty of asphalt roads. People will use them long before they use the gravel. They can close those roads and they can still make a route. We could get an extra, we could get probably an extra um, single use, we, uh, 50 kilometres on, on Saturday. Uh, I'm not sure how much we could get on uh, on the Friday stages around Lake Navasha, but we could get we could get some around there. Um and so, so, but we could certainly get a little bit of the old flavour of those big, fast roads with huge, big bumps and deviations and and dry water crossings. Um, so, a, a slightly, you know, you, you don't want to be running those, those stages for twenty kilometres, but but actually, as a wee addition to the end of the stages we already have, for instance, Elamatita stage, twisty and all those stones defining the route. Come out of that, turn left on the road and you've got yourself nine kilometres of flat out straight down the road, down towards Element, down towards uh, Elementita Crossroads. Yeah, and then you can do the Sleeping Warrior stage. How unbelievable would that be? Mm. How unbelievable would that be, Colin? Just <laughs> absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Uh, just to get a little bit of the flavour of the old rally. Yeah. And, and again, another different charge, but there's other things to make it just a little bit different. So that's one thing. Uh, I've forgotten what the rest is now. Sorry, there you go. That's enough. That's enough. Well, George, I was going to yeah. say that. I mean, that, that to me yeah. sounds great. You know, you're you're, you're obviously yeah. fully aware of the, the, the need to be uh, yeah. 
you know, to, to, to look at it from a modern perspective, which is, you know, it would be great to run oh, totally, six, seven hundred totally. kilometre days, I mean, but that's absolutely not possible. Yeah. But to give us a flavour of the type of roads again that we saw way back in the, the yeah. 80s and 90s, how, how magnificent would that be? It would yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, it'll be closed. There'll be part of the stage. There's, there's no access into it. It's perfectly, you can, you can close it like a stage. Yeah. And I spoke to Goovy and, and the, the, the clerk, of course, and he said, oh, but we'd have to close the road. I said, Goovy, you've closed the road anyway. <laughs> it's a road section. There's nobody in there anyway. Just close it completely and that's it. Yeah, and you get yourself an extra. So you can do the same at the end of Sleeping Warrior. You get an extra six, seven Ks out of Sleeping Warrior after that little rockery of high speed action on up the road to, to Gilgil and you go right past the end of Lake Alamantaita. The images, the images the helicopters would get would be even more splendid than the ones we got. So I'm thinking about that too. Yeah. So thank you, Kenya. Thank you, the organizers. That said... The, my, my, my improvements, uh, suggestions, ideas, which were, I have to say, were well met. I think the organisers got the ingredients absolutely perfectly uh, set. They could not have done a better event than they did to fit what was required to get this event restarted. And it's the, the, the slightest tweaks to make it better. I agree totally, the George. slightest of slight tweaks totally to agree. make it better. That's so, all that's needed. Yeah. What an amazing event. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And, and to my mind also, you know, new events coming into, into the WRC, take a look at what we've done in Safari, what, what everybody's done, what the, the championship's done in Safari. We've, we've definitely given ourselves the rally of the year in terms of spectacle and, and, uh, and, and drama as well. I mean, it'd be hard to get a more drama-filled event than this. Um, I'm sure we can get more drama. I'm sure that's not a problem, but... Um, uh, you know, you, you want to bring another event and invent it, you know, invent a new classic, make it fit for the 21st century, but give us a challenge. Yeah, well, I think that's the perfect way to summarise it. The drivers loved invent it. Invent a new classic fit for the 21st century, George. Uh, that, that's very succinct and, and very appropriate. And, George, a very appropriate way to end our yeah. little discussion. I'm sure we'll have yeah, many more discussions about the Safari Rally 2021, George. Thank uh, but you, for now, you will have to say a big thank you to mm. you for all of your contributions over the weekend. As I mentioned, we were stuck in Cumbria, uh, but we were very, very much feeling as if we were part of the action on the ground with all your wonderful coverage. So we appreciated that, Georgie. And um, a safe journey home, and we'll catch up with you next week. Excellent. Excellent. You know, it's always... Great to hear George's safari stories. He could talk for hours about Kenya, and I'd happily listen for hours to his stories about Kenya, but we don't have hours. So let's move on to Ian Campbell. As I mentioned in the intro, Ian led a group of volunteers from Motorsport UK who were out in Kenya really just to assist the local organising team. Ian, it's lovely to have you on our little podcast this week because you have spent some time in Kenya, obviously... Most rallying folk around the world will know you as the clerk of the course for Rally GB. Uh, but you headed up a team of Motorsport UK professionals who headed out to help in Kenya. Just give us an idea of what you were doing out there and what your team were doing out there, Ian. Yeah, I mean, we were, um, as Motorsport UK, we were invited by the, the organisers to, to go out to, to assist primarily the, the stage teams. Um, to for for set up for preparation and then the the running of the special stages, we had um, well we we had what what gets me, Colin, is um, we looked to take twelve 
uh, a group of 12 of us um, to go out to the, the event and I find it absolutely remarkable um, as I'm phoning you from my uh, hotel quarantine cell block um, <laughs> at the moment as I am in day, day, the first day of 10 of, of isolation um, that of the 12 that were coming out, um, 10 still did come out um, to, to Kenya. They had the most incredible experience. They've made an enormous amount of, of new friends um, as well. But if we think these are these are ten volunteers who have given up uh, this this number ten keeps coming through here. Um, it's ten volunteers <laughs> who have given up ten days to to work on the ground at the event, um, and are now there in their they've got eight days to go of of their quarantine. And the the WhatsApp group I've had to mute because some of the hell that they've gone through with food and and things like that. Um, but that's twenty days from their annual holidays that they've given up to help deliver um Savari Rally Kenya for, for the teams out there. And I, I'm I, I'm just gobsmacked by it and I'm I'm forever in these guys' debt um for, for, for what they what they did. And they had the most phenomenal experience. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. We we don't often enough give credit to the the volunteers. You know, there are those at the very top of the uh the organizing pyramid if you like, such as yourself. Uh, you know that we we do see the work that you do, and it's very public work that you do. And you know we're very quick to criticise you when we think it's not right, but hopefully we're also quick to praise you when things go well. But you're you're absolutely right. The volunteers that make these events happen are quite quite phenomenal in their dedication to the sport. But yeah, you know you say they've had the most amazing experience out there, Ian. Tell us a little bit about that because you know I, I, everyone I saw out there and, and unfortunately as you know we, we weren't able to get out to Kenya but we watched all of the coverage over the course of the weekend and there was so much okay there was drama there was tension there was some tremendous competition but for me the thing that shone through was the absolute joy the absolute joy that the rallying brought to, to, to that part of Kenya it was just wonderful to watch I mean the the spectators were just uh, incredible to to see the the pictures of the the crowds lining the road sections. Um, I mean that's the sort of thing that we we used to see back in the in the eighties, if you like, and, and when we're told everything was was absolutely brilliant, and this is just phenomenal to have seen last weekend. Um, you know the the whole the, the whole atmosphere. Um, was great, and I I've, I've found out that um, any any roadblock or or any access to any stages that we required over the last ten days, you had to have a password um to to get past the security guards, and it was dead easy because the password was Safari Rally, um that gave that gave <laughs> that gave you access everywhere, um and um. Well, Ian, Ian, listen, mate. I hope they change it for next year because you've just given away the password, my friend. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. There'll be a twenty twenty two at the end of that, and it'll be fine. <laughs> but the but but the, but the zero will be a capital O. That's what you got to remember, Colin. So it's fine. Um, but well, listen, I, I get I get trouble enough with my password to get into my laptop. Don't 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 confuse me with anything else. So it's yeah, and, and that was that was that was the 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 whole everybody behind the event and from from our guys that were that are now sitting in, in quarantine they're watching the the wrc plus coverage um and there have been messages going back and forth saying that you know they didn't realize i think so much of the drama that happened on the stage because everybody was concentrating on getting the cars in getting them safely making sure that they came back out of the the other side mm-hmm. um and they have loved the 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 fact that um 
on the day they would maybe look to change something and the the Kenyan team were going but well, wait a minute that wasn't part of the training you know so are we able to to do that and and you learn from there that they've they've taken on board all of the training that's been done up to the event and then start to look oh so we can adopt things and adapt things if they have to be done that way on the day um but for you know it's like us all the the experience out there of seeing the animals of the um the, the different way that that nature operates the the different aspects of the, the of the culture um and that's the the adventure that we've had um and actually you know we are the, what 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 uh, we as, as rally gb guys are, are used to is um, that the the stages are are very very fast in in Wales, um, and they are you know they're technical, but it's a, it's almost like a, a race circuit if you like in places, um, and then, the build up to the stages in safari where you were thinking well at these places, how are the cars going to get across here? It's going to have to be a something where you have to technically think about, do I press the throttle pedal or do I have to come off it and, get the car to crawl over here and then make up the time elsewhere, and that was, that was a part of the whole. Everything that we've heard since that's that that was part of what the competitors all enjoyed, and it was um you know we we were all wondering how that would be received, um from a a championship that is very much at the moment almost a, a sprint based, um would it would it be a totally different mindset, and then we say all of this and two stages from the finish the the leaders are are tied it's not just a tenth of a second that's separating them they are tied on time with two stages to go on a safari rally how does that work how does that work how does that work it was absolutely phenomenal um but you know i think we have to make the point in just going back to your team and by the way i agree with absolutely everything you said there i thought the the uh the team's coped brilliantly, the, the drivers rose to the challenge, most of them did and I think the reintroduction of that element of strategy and thinking and risk assessment uh, is something that's been missing in rallying for a long time and, and we saw it again and we saw the benefits of being able to, to manage risk um, in terms of Sebastian Ogier's result and, and one or two others, it was, it was great to watch uh, but talking about your team that are out there Ian what we have to, the point we have to make is there is absolutely no slight at all on the Kenyan organisers that a team of experienced British rally organisers went out there. It's very common, isn't it, for that to happen? I do remember when we were in, uh, where were we, in Jordan, there was a team of Finnish rally organisers that helped put that together. When we went to Japan all those years ago, it was an Australian team that ran the service park, the Park Ferme, all of those things were... were, were they were assisted, the locals were assisted by experienced, sometimes volunteers, sometimes professionals from within the rally community. And that is the way that we grow as a sport. We take what is a world-class sport to places that maybe haven't experienced it before and we help them. We help them deliver it. And, and, and I think that was a massive, massive positive that the Kenyan organisers responded so well to the, the contribution you guys made. Colin, there were there were ten of us there. Um you can't ten people can't do anything like that. We were there to assist. Okay, and, yeah. and, and that was very much a, a role. Um the the local team are the ones that, that delivered the event. Um that's one hundred percent um the, the the way that it was. Um they have got a huge amount of experience. All we were doing was passing on our experience from, from WRC. Um, and, and trying to you know, and, and 
and that's just slightly you know that's different from from running a um a, a regional rally championship which you know which which we we know that it's, it's different from as well so it was passing that on that experience um and we would our guys were jumping from one stage to to another um to help the the individual uh, stage teams but it was the stage teams that were in charge it was the stage teams that um that set them up that ran the stage that um the rally control was you know was there f- to make these decisions for them the, um, the 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 timing you know as an example the the timing um uh, officer for for the event um you know he turned around and he's you know we saw it at the equator rally so confident such a, a well run team but all he said was i would like somebody with wrc timing experience to come out he says i'm confident that we can work it but if it goes if something was to go wrong it's just somebody there to to give a, a guide and a hand and that's all we were there for was just to yeah. to assist um yeah and had the most you know and the, the guys had the most fantastic experience you know doing it um personally i have learned so much um over the last period that you know that will help me uh, as an individual with uh, going forward to work on, on other events and i know that's the same for for our guys that have come back and some of it is really small simple things that you go Geez, how did we never pick up on that before? Um, so it's been, you know, if, if we're saying it's been an education process, it's been equally shared both ways. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and it 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 showed it showed because you know the stages all ran to time. I think there was maybe one that was just a couple of minutes late, but they all ran to time, and there were very very few, if any, negatives from the event. What what was your highlight, Ian? You'll obviously, you you've had the most incredible time out there you've been out there for for quite some while uh, something that i'm sure you'll never ever forget um what would you say was your highlight of your time in kenya um somebody asked me that as well and i've got to say i got quite emotional at quite a few different periods over the yeah. weekend um it really hit me when the kasarani stage started the super special and that um, the Kenyan team who have been working on this event for four five years had got World Rally Championship onto their into their country and the first stage has started that was something that I felt immensely proud for them um, at, at, that, mm. at that time and in fact that that's sorry that's kind of rubbish that was a shakedown um, and, and one of the stage commanders um, from the, the Kenyan stage commanders came back and, and that WhatsApp group given it at the time because it is all right to cry um and, and you know and I actually you know I recognised exactly what he meant by saying that um yeah. from from each one um and it's something about the power stage and it's on every event that um I've been in rally control with in the power stage when the last P one car goes over the flying finish and they, and they do the the podium. Um, you get that false sense that that's a rally over when it's not true. You've still got the other cars to, to, to come through the you know the power stage, and we get this at, at, at every rally control I've been in on that one. But it's it is almost like the end of the event because you've declared that winner. Um, and I had such a huge sense of pride for Kuvi and Onkar and Anwar and Azir and all the other people that I've not mentioned, but who worked so hard to to get the event that. They had their winner. They had delivered their event, um, and so the, the my 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 proud moments were for them, 
um, and getting shake down to start and getting the getting the event to the finish and for the the recognition that they have rightly received from there there is a huge amount that uh, can be done for the future um, things that you know, as with any event, there were things that weren't right. There were things that can be improved, um. But they did it. They mm. got it to the end, and they got universal praise for it. And that I'm incredibly proud of them, and I'm still really proud of of the team that came out from here, that have made that commitment to go through ten days of hell that they're going through just now, um, till they get back to their families. Yeah, it's quite it's quite phenomenal. And, and do you know what, Ian? Obviously the the hard work that, that you, your team, that obviously the organising team put, and it's been recognised. And, and your five-year deal is almost, in modern times, unprecedented for a rally to get a five-year deal. And what that does allow is now the local organising team to invest in, in perhaps some infrastructure. They know they've got five years in the championship. They can actually start to look forward, not just to a one-off event that might or might not lead to something in the future they've got five years to plan for now and that's such an exciting prospect and, and i'm sure uh, that when that news came out president kenyatta obviously massively supportive of the rally we, we saw him at just about every turn during the rally and it was great to see him getting so into it um but how important was it for them to get that five-year deal Ian, in terms of the future planning it's you know it's it's great and it's for for all the reasons that you've you've said there and the, and they have put a lot of of infrastructure in already we can see that from the the already there's a safari rally legacy around um, navasha and that the the road around um, moy south lake moy road has been developed just purely purely for the rally and that it's you know completely resurfaced it's been um you know there's more street lights and, and everything put put onto that area and that's an enormous tourist road um but it's actually been you know quite run down over the last 18 months and now that that the rally was coming it was developed you know for that um the infrastructure at the service park is is enormous um and now they can they can develop it you know further as well so it's like anything if you can get that commitment you can then um put some long term investment into it which will which will be great um i did jokingly um say to them at the end that for a five year deal they were just getting greedy because some of us over here in the uk haven't even got a deal at the moment um so <laughs> well, we'll skip over that Ian. we'll just skip over that that's for another podcast very soon but another podcast <laughs> so yes it is you know it, it's great and it just shows that um you know safari rally kenya um you know it uh, it delivered on its promises um and you know like i say from a from a motorsport uk perspective we're very proud to have been part of that yeah listen uh you know it more than delivered it over delivered on its promises uh, you know i i haven't enjoyed a rally. I, in fact i think it's fair to say i haven't ever enjoyed a rally as much as i enjoyed that one and i wasn't there Jeez. and i wasn't there how much more would i have enjoyed it had i been there goodness knows but i, I tell you what it, it is now um, you know, I can't wait 12 months for the next one. Well, we don't know when it's going to be in the calendar next year, but we could be waiting 12 months until next year. Ian, um, you know, it's been, it's been a, 
a real pleasure talking to you today, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Oh, well, I can't help laughing. Uh, I'm sorry, mate. Thanks, Colin. My, my, my diary's a bit clear at the moment. <laughs> I feel your pain, Ian. I know you're locked up in that room. You've got a decent view. You've got a window that opens. You've got decent food coming your way. Netflix. You've got Netflix, Amazon Prime. You've got all of those. Uh, indeed, indeed. I've even got Dirtfish on YouTube. Have you really? Oh, there's lots to watch there. Lots and lots. <laughs> keep us right. Ian Campbell, uh, you and your Motorsport UK team did rallying in the UK proud last week. You really did. Well done, mate. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Colm. Well, good luck with your quarantine, Ian. Ten days with Netflix, with Amazon Prime, I'm sure it'll fly by. So our man George, well, he's been a busy boy this week. And when the rally was finished, and he'd finished his duties looking after the logistics of getting all of that WRC freight back onto those aircraft and heading back to Europe. Well, George caught up with a couple of his friends who were also involved in the logistics behind making this event happen. I'm here with Alex Lairangni, a former rally driver. He would like to be driving rally cars again and perhaps the renewed interest in rally motorsport in Kenya will allow him to get sponsors again because he was a very quick driver. Alex, tell us a little bit about your own rallying, please. Well, I started rallying a bit uh, late in my life, uh, in the 30s, and uh, I was pretty fast because uh, I did a few events in 2014. And then uh, 2015, I did the whole season when I got a sponsorship from uh, Delights, a company from Japan. And during that time, I was able to pick up with people who have been uh, rallying before me. And uh, every other time I was in the podium, I won uh, Safari Rally in 2016. Two-wheel drive? Two-wheel drive class, yes. yes. And then the other moment that I remember so well is rallying in Rwanda. Still in 2016, it was an it was, uh, East African Championship. And I came that overall in two wheel, uh, I mean, uh, in the whole event, in two wheel drive, I was fast. Yeah. Alex, great heritage and a very, very sharp learning curve. So you're obviously a quick driver. Alex, I have to tell you, looks like an athlete. He sent me a whole load of photographs of himself on the podiums. And there's all these rally drivers scruffy in overalls. And then there's this very handsome, athletic looking character who looks like some form of professional sportsman. And that's Alex. So he, he, he looks the part as well. Now, Alex, you, we met because you're doing business on the rally. Alex's company uh, carried all the freight of the rally car. So you carried about probably, I don't know, $25 million worth of equipment on your trucks from Nairobi up to Navasha. Now, until I told you that a short while ago, you had no idea the value, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quite sure. I wasn't sure of the um, of the value of the of the vehicles that I carried. Uh, Are you scared now that I've told you that? So scared. Okay, there we go. That'll do. <laughs> now, Alex. Apart from all that, so you did all that freight for us beforehand. You did the freight afterwards, mm -hmm. but you were also a, a safety marshal on the rally. Yes, yes. I was on the. I was a safety marshal, and uh, we really enjoyed the event. Uh, and. We hope that all went uh, right and people enjoyed the event uh, because uh, we mobilized so well on the side of the marshals and uh, escorting the rally cars where there was traffic and we hope to see you back. 
Alex, I think you did an amazing job. Now, I actually met Alex out and about on the rally and I didn't recognise him because everybody here in Kenya very strictly wears masks and it's actually very, very diligent, even around and about, off the rally. I'm here in a shopping centre in Nairobi, a very beautiful shopping centre, I have to tell you. Up in, uh, Are we on the edge of Karen or is this Langata, guys? We're in Karen. Beautiful shopping mall. I could be in Florida, actually, the temperature-wise, and it looks like it's about to rain again. Oh, my goodness. But... Um, I didn't recognise him until he said, George, it's Alex. Oh, Christ, so it was. I didn't know he was sector marshalling, but was out there doing the flying safety marshal and uh, an incredible voluntary job. So brilliant. Alex, it's a pleasure to talk to you and I'm going to see you next year. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, see you next year. Tell me, did you enjoy the Dirtfish coverage? Uh, very nice. It was a nice coverage. Actually, I watched it from, uh, two, three, four times. Great. Very nice. Alex, thank you very much indeed. Alex, we'll see you next year. So we've just had a chat with Alex Lerangni and I've now got Eric Kiambati. Now, Eric is... Um, Alex is a lovely guy and a good friend. Um, I have to say that Eric sits there in, in, in amongst my besties. Um, he really does. He, uh, he absolutely saved the bacon of a few teams who had a little bit of a problem uh, getting the freight out of the airport. He's now a bit of a... He normally looks after transport, but the more uh, recover, car recovery, that's his business. But um, he's now a freight expert, I have to tell you. And there's a few people thanking him around the rally for that. So, Eric, we'll not go into all the details of the freight, because actually it's really boring for everyone except us that have done it. <laughs> but what, would, what, was your, what does the rally mean to you? Um, I think the rally is um, memories coming back because I grew up in the 80s just seeing rally cars coming from all over the world and we lost it in 2002 and for me it coming back, the rally coming back means memories of fast cars, uh, helicopters flying overhead, cars with uh, you know very loud exhaust pipes and driving really really fast. They really inspired most of us who were very young to drive very 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 fast. And That's, that well. doesn't say, oh, you did. You in a very that. safe way. In, in a, a very safe, safe. Thank goodness you added yeah, that because yeah. I was going to get scared. No, 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 no. In a very safe way because, I mean, we got to learn um, just by, by, by standing looking at those cars that the drivers are actually pretty safe. They have roll cages, they have six point harnesses, the cars have fire extinguishers inside. So we realized that rallying as a sport is something that people do in a very safe and controlled manner. It looks like mayhem, but it's actually controlled mayhem. Eric, thank you very much. We're going to see you next year, I'm sure, aren't we? Definitely, definitely. I will be back for the rally next year. So you were working on your... So you provided all the recovery vehicles for yes. the car, so happily quite a few WRC teams gave you some good business. Yes, yes, But yes. Mm -hmm. um, you were also a safety marshal as well, weren't you? Yes. Same as Alex. Yes, I was a trained safety marshal. We were all trained by Motorsport UK um, during the candidate event, so we were all aware of what we needed to do. But on top of that, uh, the company I work for, Automovers, was providing recovery services for all WRC cars or every car that was in the stage in the rally. So it was my responsibility to ensure that the trucks are deployed to go pick up the cars which had uh, a few issues, a few bumps and hits on the, on the, on the road. So it was my responsibility to pick up the vehicles. Eric, thank you. We're going to see you next year. Thank you very much indeed. You're very welcome, George. I'll see you next year. Well, he certainly has been a busy boy, our George Donaldson, hasn't he? Because after the rally, he also got up with Jeff Mays. Now, those of you who were following the Safari Rally with our YouTube coverage, well, you'll be familiar with Jeff because he gave us a number of fabulous updates from the stages. And Jeff, well, he's a local boy. He lives out 
in Kenya. He's a conservationist. He's a safari guide. He's also a bit of a dab hand with a camera. Jeff, you're a massive part of this rally. You've helped with the organisation and build-up of it over these years. What does this event mean to you? Uh, to me personally, it's enormous. As a kid growing up here in Africa, every Easter we would descend. All the Zimbabweans would literally take over an aeroplane and descend on Kenya. Uh, we used to work with the organisers here. We used to send our competitors up here to rally here. Um, to now be involved in the rally on its WRC return, for me, is, is especially poignant, very emotional, actually. Uh, on Friday morning, when the Chewy Lodge stage went live, I genuinely had tears in my eyes. The whole world has been very skeptical of the return of WRC to, to Kenya and the safari. You know, a lot of people questioned, was this event deserving of the name Safari Rally? I like to think the last three days have proved emphatically that, yes, it is still deserving of it. What people need to remember is times change. Monte Carlo is not what it was 30 years ago. Corsica is not what it was 40 years ago. Safari Rally is not what it was, and that's because it can't be anymore. Um, but you know what? It's still tough. It's still Africa. It, it very much as I, I described it as... The character of the rally has completely changed. It bears very little resemblance to the rally of old, but the ingredients are identical in a condensed and concentrated form. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. How do we make it just a little bit tougher for next year? Sebastian Ogier, the winner, has asked for it to be a little bit tougher. I've got some ideas. I'm going to share them with you, Jeff. I expect to see these ideas incorporated next year. Well, for starters, I'd like to see it run at a different time of the year, um, during the rains. Uh, you know, this area during the rains is unbelievable. We don't have fish fish, but like we saw in the final stage yesterday, Sleeping Warrior, they got a 5% taster of what this land is like when it rains. It is awesome. Uh, Seb Ogier probably still would have come out on top because the guy has the Midas touch. Absolutely. Jeff, look, thank you for the chat. Uh, tell us a little bit about the animals that, you're, uh, that you look after. Yeah, so... Um, I, my girlfriend's family has a wildlife conservancy here, which is where the Chewy Lodge and Nasarian stages were run. I have my own safari camp in the Masai Mara, which I'll be flying off to tomorrow with some of the Toyota team. Um, yeah, wildlife is my other part of my life. This event has been an incredible opportunity to combine rallying and wildlife. Um, so yeah, tomorrow we go in search of the big five. As we all know, George is a man of many friends. His contact book is full of the great and the good of rallying. And you know what? When it comes to African rallying, the greatest and the best, without any doubt, is Safari winner and all-round African motorsport legend, Ian Duncan. I have managed to secure a rather exclusive interview with someone unbelievably elusive, more elusive than even a leopard, and Ian Duncan, a former winner of Safari Rally when it was still a big historic event, a full-on, a full-on 3,000 kilometer section. Four or five. Four or five overall, three or three or 4,000 kilometers of competitive uh, sections. Uh, now, Ian used to drive a pickup and beat everybody with uh, Group A cars and group, group B cars. Finally, Toyota Kenya bought him one of our, or borrowed one of the old TTE Group B cars in 1987. They were sent down here and Ian continued to become a Kenya champion with that Group B car. Can you imagine just being given a Group B car to go and play with? Ian, it must have been amazing. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, compared to the cars we had, that was like going from a, from a go-kart to a Formula One car. Yeah. 
absolutely amazing. But you rewarded Toyota Kenya's investment with result after result, and you became an incredibly quick driver, used to the high speeds of those Group B cars. Now, as I recall, those Group B cars were geared to 245 kph. Can you confirm that? Yeah, something like that. But it, when you got over about 180, they got quite scary because they just jumped from one side of the road to the other. But um, yeah, we got used to that. And, and we got used to a, a fast safari driver, which was probably not a, a sprint driver. But... Yeah. But look, I mean, those were incredible times with huge petrol tanks and sections that were 180 kilometers long. But Ian, you, you then moved into the main factory team in 91, 92. You were given a factory Celica, all, all, albeit just a kind of a recce car, a test car. But you're rewarded in spades, finally winning the rally in 1994, when the, all the top drivers were here. Yeah, um, we, we were very lucky that year. Some people had problems. We had a really clean run. So um, we'd done a lot of testing. We'd driven a car a lot. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic experience. One, to be involved with a team. Two, to go testing for, like, weeks on end. It was, like, more, more driving than anyone would do in a lifetime. And then, um, yeah, to be to to end up winning the rally was for sure a dream of a lifetime. Ian, I often regale people of the, the 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 short time I got to drive alongside you for a four or five day filming event. I got to drive the second car. We did the entire rally route and more besides in four or five days. The investment of that. What was that like for you? Can you remember that? Do you pinch yourself that you did it? Um, I mean, for sure, there are some great times we had. I mean, f filming was really fun. Um, testing was also great. It's good to learn, you know, the things about the car that we didn't even have a, the first clue about. Um, yeah, and then um, we, we it took five days to get round the route. So um, that, that, that was also quite an experience. And so, sometimes we do it three, four, five times, depending on what the sections were like. So, sometimes we even went at night because we, re we realized quite quickly that the works drivers when it got dark could drive twice as fast as we could so um so, so then we worked on our notes a bit and yeah i mean just great great fun ian just talking to you now reminds me of the professionalism that you you watch those top drivers you learned that professionalism and you took them on at their own game even to the point i think we gave you an rac rally one year didn't we but it turned out to be the most icy rac rally ever yeah, I mean, like, it was very snowy. It, tr trust a Kenyan who'd never seen snow in his life, hardly, to end up in RAC in the worst weather ever. So so, so we managed OK in the snow, and a couple of our fellow drivers went off on the second corner, so we survived that. And then um, then, then we did a section in the, in the night, which was, instead of being snowy, it was ice because they'd had a vintage thing, and then it just showed we were completely useless at that, so put it in a ditch, and that was it. Were you not lying second or third overall at the time? Uh, possibly, but it was like a Formula Two. It wasn't. It wasn't a highly contested rally. I mean, it's so. Um, yeah, we, we we weren't doing so badly, but it also wasn't very good either. But it was great learning and a great experience, and yeah, br br brilliant overall. Ian, you're very modest. I, I remember. I know I was team manager at that time, and I think you did a great rally on REC, but it paled uh, into insignificance, of course, against your safari, your safari efforts. Now, Ian, the rallies come back to Kenya. Um, in many ways, it's, it's, it's not the same event, of course. It's entirely different. But what a flavour it had. And it gave the drivers a great, great test, and they all loved it. What's your feeling? What does it mean to you for the rally coming back? Yeah, everyone was really excited. Um, the success and the amount of people, it was just mind-boggling. It just beyond any wildest dreams, how, how well it worked, how much effort people put into it, how many thousands of people were out to help. 
Uh, we, we've never seen anything even remotely close to that. I mean, it wasn't long ago we were trying to dodge ambulances and people and border borders on a rally route. So now to go to completely closed stages, um, people kept two, three hundred meters away, no, no one on the road. Um, br brilliant, 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 absolutely brilliant. And on a personal level, um, and I know that you went to school with the with the, the the country's president, didn't you? Yeah, we were in the same class together. Okay. Were you were you cleverer than he was, or is he cleverer than you? Uh, pass it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. President's cleverer than Ian. That's a given. But look, I mean, can you not leverage that a little bit, and you know, get a bit of sponsorship? Um, you know, you're the highest achieving Kenya driver still alive, shall we say, because <laughs> uh, there was some guys that, that had won the rally many times. You only won it once, but it, it must be said in a more competitive era. Uh, but um, we'd like to see you out in this rally. I, I, I know that uh, Oliver Solberg got a, got a go in a, a Hyundai. I think uh, that, that, uh, that would have been well spent on you. Do you think you could still go out and be competitive on this shortened, condensed route? Um, in a WRC car, probably not start off with, no. I mean, those guys are crazy, crazy fast. Um, for sure, it'd be fun to do something. At the same time, we certainly don't want to take any um, anything away from the younger up-and-coming drivers. It, like, like um, but, but there were three local Kenyan drivers, young people. They all got support from the government, and we, we, we've had our day. It's like it would be fun to go and play, that's for sure. But it, and um, like, like Oliver, I mean, he's 19, try, trying to do a quite quite a hard job, but doing pretty good at it. So um, yeah. So so the last thing we want to do is um, to take something away from a younger driver. Ian, I'd love to say that was a trick question, but you have so genuinely just put me in my place by saying, you know, you're such a genuine bloke, you care about the sport, and thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, George. Yeah, good to chat. Well, it's not just Ian who's singing the praises of this year's Safari Rally. It was universally popular with all our WRC crews. I think it's been a really enjoyable experience. A tough challenge, of course, uh, different from anything else we've done in our career, but that's what we expected and that's what we like. Uh, shock of culture, shock of uh, many things, but uh, the, the enthusiasm for the people and, uh, I don't know, the whole package, what we got this week, it's been great. So I think uh, we've built a lot of memories uh, that we will remember for a long time. Did you enjoy the rally? I actually did. I mean, especially the Friday and today when it was more rough and challenging, you know. If you do the stages uh, like Saturday, uh, which are very smooth and, and more like uh, Europe's uh, normal roads, you know, it's nothing special. But uh, I would say if Safari can be like Safari needs to be, then uh, it's, it's a special place and I would really enjoy it. It was a really enjoyable experience, to be honest. Uh, the, the Wally, the spectators, the feeling in the world section, there was many, many people watching us and taking some photo. And it was, it's a really good country to do the Wally, to be honest. And, uh, it's, yeah, I have been, it was a really great adventure, great experience, it was nice. I think overall the event is a uh, is nice experience, really different kind of challenge, more like uh, endurance race for sure. The result was really bad, again, uh, not nice feeling of that, but from the race, yeah, I have a quite uh, positive feelings. Because the event honestly was, uh, was really nice, the people uh, really deserve it to be here because the rally was amazing and the people and the spectators and all was really, really nice. We didn't have luck at the, in the first day, but it's rally sometimes is hard eh? and it's like this, but the rally in general was, was really nice and we are really happy to be here. Well, that's great to hear from Seb, from Oit, from Adrian, from Danny and from Cali there.
But let's leave the last word on this incredible event to a man who was the first Kenyan home taking the win in WRC3 and seventh place overall, it's Ankar Rai. It's a dream come true to be to be in this position. Um, you know, my top drivers are, are Ogier and, and Takamoto and Elvin and I'm to be ahead of Elfin as well is just, it's a dream come true. Um, yeah, it was a very difficult, difficult weekend. Um, you know, we, we kept it clean. We, we really managed the situation. Um, and while others were getting punches, we, we, we were being as clean as possible. Um, you know, Drew, Drew on the side is uh, very experienced and uh, kept me in control when I needed to. And uh, yeah, it's just a shared win. Uh, we were discussing in the car earlier, you know, with, with the, the amount of corporates now that have come on board, it'll spur on a whole new generation of, of younger drivers. Um, hopefully some more money will go into the sport and we'll see, you know, there, there is real talent out there and uh, the more the better. It, it only helps you raise your game and for Africa, it, it's, it's an example that's been set. Many, I'm sure many others will try and uh, come to the table. Um, there's South Africa, there's Zambia, there's, there's, there's so many other places, Tanzania. Um, and hopefully we have another round on the WRC in Africa. And uh, maybe not as challenging as Safari, but still in Africa. So folks, thanks for joining us for this very special edition of Spin the Rally Pod. A massive thank you to all our contributors this week. Next week, well, the whole team will be back together again. And we're very much looking forward to talking Rally Estonia.